Hello, and welcome to The Lucy Lou Show, the fueling station for your mind, business, and life. And now, here's your host, Lucy Liu. Hello, hello, amazing. I am super, super excited today because I have a very, very special guest. Today on the show, I have with me a big inspiration of mine. Her name is Amanda Bolin of She Did It Her Way. Shortly after two years in corporate America post-undergrad, Amanda took a leap and moved from Iowa to Chicago. She launched her podcast, She Did It Her Way, in January 2015 and has consistently been ranked as one of the top resources for female entrepreneurs by Inc.com, Forbes, Entrepreneur.com. She Did It Her Way podcast has been downloaded over 2 million times and continues to grow each day. I am so excited for Amanda to be here and share her wisdom with us. Thank you so much for being here, Amanda. Absolutely. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. So I think a lot of listeners who already know who you are probably know that you took the leap from corporate America and started your business. Can you just go a little bit into that story for those who might not know well about your story? Oh my goodness. I would love to. Do we have like five hours? (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. So I made my, what I like to call my ultimate leap in 2012 when I left corporate America and went full-time as a freelance facilitator where I worked, I was basically a subcontractor working with about a handful of different clients whose client, their clients, I would go and facilitate content and training around leadership development, sales, marketing, employee engagement. And I did that probably from about 2012 to 2017. And in in 2015, I actually launched the podcast, She Did It Her Way, sort of as this hobby to help me feel fill the time when I was traveling because I was basically living out of a suitcase and I was traveling not just the country but globe and I would be in a different hotel or city every single week and it was amazing and I had such fantastic memories and all of that stuff from that type of lifestyle, but I just felt and craved connection. And I found that through creating the She Did It Her Way podcast purely as a hobby. And it wasn't until about 2017 that I really looked at it and I started getting a lot of women reaching out to me asking me like, how did you quit your job? How did you make your leap? And I experienced similar to what I think a lot of people experience in the beginning is that sort of imposter syndrome of like, well, yeah, no, let me just do the podcast. It's fine. It's fine. But then I was like, you know what? Let's just try it. So I launched the She Did It Her Way Summit in October, 2017. And the rest is kind of history. And I'm happy to talk more about like, what is She Did It Her Way today? And then even share a little bit more. So working at a corporate job right out of college in 2010 in Iowa. So I'm originally from Iowa. I was working for Target in their leadership development program inside one of their stores. And I worked there for probably about 13 months and it was about six months in. I knew that it was not my end all be all. It was that moment where things really slowed down and you get tunnel vision. Wait a second. No way. This is my life. I, what? No. And I was just really fortunate at the time that I had someone, I had a mentor that really showed me what was possible and what I could make of my life in the sense that I could get up and love what I do every single day and love and like be, have financial freedom, money, freedom, time, freedom, all that stuff. And I, made, I took a bridge job between quitting my corporate job. So 
After leaving Target, I went and worked at Wells Fargo as a recruiter for about eight months, but I was an interim recruiter. So I actually, my biggest and scariest transition moment for me was actually going from Target when I had a really good salary, especially for living in Iowa, where I was at at the time at all the age of 23, 22, that it, and I lost all my benefits and I took a 20% pay cut and all those things. And, and I went into a job at Wells Fargo that was interim where I could have literally shown up and they would have said, we don't need you anymore. You're let go. And that was really probably the scarier moment for me. And then it was because of that transition that I was able to have a weekend available that allowed me to go to an event in Chicago, which is now where I call home. And that event was where I met the first gentleman, Chad Carden, who I subcontracted for on his, for his clients. And so that really got me into it. I started out doing an eight month training program for AT&T and I was working inside call centers doing sales and customer service um, training and all that good stuff. So yeah, that's basically in a nutshell. (laughs) I try to keep it short and condensed, but I know sometimes I get really excited because I I don't want to leave anything out because I, the stories of people quitting their corporate job and building a business were so crucial to me and so inspiring to me to keep going that that's my whole goal is always to continue to inspire those who are wanting to do the same thing to keep going to have that perseverance and to keep putting one step in front of the other. So how did you overcome your imposter syndrome in the beginning of your business? Oh gosh. Um, (laughs) Well, so when I started, I... To be honest, the imposter syndrome, yeah, okay. So there was definitely imposter syndrome when I left corporate and became a subcontractor. Um, But I think at that stage, I was so young and naive that that actually really played to my benefit. I wasn't, I didn't have a lot to quote unquote lose. And so I had everything to gain. Obviously during those moments when I was standing and facilitating and learning my facilitation style and teaching training to people who have been in their jobs 10 plus years and twice my age and dealing with the imposter syndrome of I'm not good enough for to be here. Well, I guess, you know what, at first I was thinking I wouldn't, I didn't really deal with it during that transition and that period of time, but it now sounding, um, hearing myself talk, I definitely did, but I will say now running, she did it her way. You working with people one-on-one and my coaching clients and group coaching clients, there's always that desire of wanting to ensure that you're giving the absolute best and you, your clients are also getting the best from you and that they're having success as well. And I think part of me, like there's different variants of imposter syndrome. And in some cases, imposter syndrome really simply is you doing something that you're not used to doing. So for example, and I just released a podcast episode on this is that when you become a business owner and when you become an entrepreneur and you're no longer working corporate, as you make that transition and when you fully make the leap, it's going to feel uncomfortable. And that is because you are being a different way than what you've ever done before. And you just don't know how to be in that way, but you're learning. And so a lot of people, because of it, it's uncomfortable, might do that as imposter syndrome, but imposter syndrome doesn't mean that anything's wrong. It just means that you're being someone that you've never been before 
and that is okay. And you have to, I think imposter syndrome never goes away. It, it happens at all different levels. If you go from a four figure month business owner earner to going to the hundred K per month, which is 8,300 some dollars, like that is requiring a different version and a different level and a different way of being of you. And so sometimes you have to kind of shed who you are today in order to make room for the person that you want to be tomorrow so that you can allow her to come in. And imposter syndrome is just sort of this transition point that you go through as you ascend into that 2.0 or 3.0 version of yourself. So we think like taking the pressure off of imposter syndrome and making it mean that it's this terrible thing has really helped me work through it in scenarios and situations when I've experienced the imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. So what's one thing you wish you had known when you began? Oh, Gosh, one thing, <laughs> only one. <laughs> wow, I would say so. There's a, a couple of things. One thing I wish I would have known is from the beginning was detach myself from the outcome. And what I mean by that is knowing steadfast that I am worthy just who I am, regardless of the outcome of a launch, regardless of the outcome of a download for podcast episodes, regardless of the outcome of how many people register for my in-person event, because that is so much of if we value ourselves and worth based on outcomes and results, we'll constantly be in a battle with ourselves of feeling like I'm not enough because I'm only making X. And we do ourselves a disservice when we attach our worth to the outcome or the result. On the flip side, if you feel like you're not worthy, if you're making, let's just say I'm using really simple numbers here, uh, $50,000 a year, but then all of a sudden you get really successful and you're making multiple six figures, then it's also on the flip side of if you don't feel like you're worthy or good enough just as you are when you're making 50,000, but then you constantly need the validation of something else outside of you to give you that sense of worth, that is dangerous. And I wish I would have understood Understood how I wish I would have understood how to look at that from the beginning and know and trust and believe that I am 100% worthy of just by being human and I'm enough just by being human and that it's okay that the outcomes and the results are not something that I need to be attached to. Sure, it's really great to set goals, but it's also learning to set and then detach and just look at everything as an experiment. So that would definitely be one of the really big things of um, entrepreneurship. But a lot of the other stuff, especially that you learn from an emotional standpoint, like no one can teach you that. They can tell you, hey, heads up, you're probably going to experience this. But experiencing and hearing something and then knowing and doing and experiencing and understanding is so, so different. And so it's just constantly, you have to manage your mind and the thoughts that come with it every single day. Otherwise you could get yourself in a toxic mental mindset and state. So those two things, the first one about detachment and knowing that you are always worthy and good enough, just being who you are, and then also learning to manage your mind. Oh, thank you so much. That was so beautifully said. I'm here yeah. like <laughs> nodding my head. You guys can't see me, but I'm nodding my head. Yes. Yeah. Cause I mean, you know, it's, it really, 
you know, it's one thing for people to be say like, Hey, buckle up. It's really difficult. Or there's some highs and lows. It's like one thing to say that, but then it's another to know and experience that. And so you'll know when you're going through it and experiencing those and you're like, all right, all right. And you just have to keep looking for, you just have to keep your focus on where you want to go, not where you are or where you don't want to go. So that's another thing. Like just keep focus on where you want to go. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you're on this roller coaster ride and there's going to be highs and lows, but enjoy every part of the ride. Absolutely. And you talked about the lows. What was one of the low points in your business for you? Oh, gosh. Um, well, so I actually just had, I'll give a recent one. And this is where it kind of goes back to learning the um, the, the lesson on like being enough. So I had always, when I had launched programs or yeah, programs like in-person events, online courses and, um, coaching and like one-on-ones, they've always been fairly successful, right? Like where I've been able to fill it, I've made money. I've always felt really good. And just a couple of weeks ago, I launched what I was so excited about, it was a signature program called the Ultimate Leap Suite Academy. It basically had all the tools and resources for anyone who wants to start a service-based business, whether it's an online entrepreneur or you want to be a coach, or maybe you want to start offering services like social media marketing, all that stuff. And then there's a monthly membership community component to it. And so in my mind, I was like all geared up. I had all the logistical things in place. I had my emails written. I had my webinar ready to go. I did all the things to check the box and it did not land the way that I had expected it to. And that whole entire week that the launch was going on and post the launch was such a difficult time for me because it wasn't living up to what I had expected. And it was, my energy was low. I was really upset. I was bummed. I was in my head. And I realized in that moment that like, no, this is actually a really great experience for me because I'm able to now, when people would talk about the lows in that capacity about, I don't like to say a failed anything, but like a launch that doesn't go the way that you expect it. I had never really experienced that up until that point. And so from that experience, I really understood how one feels when they don't meet their goals or their expectations aren't met. Right. And I turned it around and I said, and I like told myself, I'm like, this is such a beautiful experience. And I'm so glad it happened because one things aren't always perfect Two, it taught me the lesson of detaching three. I now have this experience that I can go and coach my one-on-one clients and my group coaching clients and people in the program about so that when they go out and if it doesn't work or it doesn't work to their expectations, I can say, I understand I've been there. Here's what we're going to do. And so it's really like taking the moments that feel low or that are not the ones that feel the best and, and changing the way that we're thinking about them and how we can be grateful for them and continue to move forward. Absolutely. I love that mindset. That mindset switch is so important because we cannot feel the highs if we never had our lows. Yeah. Cause there's that contrast, right? And so That is, it's the, yeah, it's the contrast and, and it's learning to navigate so that it's not the highs aren't so highs and the lows aren't so lows, but it's going back to that detachment theory too, of knowing like you have to get energetically aligned and being excited. And in that week for the last final days of the launch, I was not in energetic alignment. 
And that is not also that like not being in energetic alignment isn't going to bring in what I would want. Plus there's also, you know, a lesson to be learned. So I always say, if you're learning something really hard, like be thankful for the lesson because it's going to come back at you tenfold down the line. Absolutely. And you will know how to vibrate next time. Yes. Yes. Always get in a state of feeling good. So what is one common myth about um, starting a business that you want to debunk? What do you hear from, you know, entrepreneurs that you work with most that you, you know, ultimately help them debunk that myth? Yes. So one of the things that I would say I'm really, really good at is taking something that's vague and breaking it down and making it like simplifying it. Just purely simplifying it and being like, this is really not that hard. Like, let's just break it down. And they, and their response is, oh my gosh, that was so easy. And I'm like, yep, like we'll just simplify it. So where I see most people in the beginning stages when getting started with business are, um, two areas, but they kind of like merge into to one, but like I'll give an example. So one is that there is this need or desire to want to over plan and over perfect things before they can actually go do things. And an example of this is I hear a lot from people saying, well, once my website's ready, I'm almost done. And then I'm going to launch and then I'm going to find clients. And I want to be like, girl, what are you doing? You can go out and, and farm and source clients without having a full functioning website. And I know this because I've had peers do that. And so it's, Yes, I teach how to build your Squarespace website in my course, but I also, I'm all about getting people into action because action is what breeds clarity and it creates clarity where living in our head and trying to solve a problem isn't going to work. What's going to solve the problem is you going out and taking action and getting feedback. And so the over planning and over perfecting is really, it leads to procrastination. And the reason why is because most people are more comfortable seeing exactly where they're at versus getting uncomfortable, reaching out to people, setting themselves up to be vulnerable and to face rejection and to be told no. But if you can't, if you're not willing to get uncomfortable to go after what you want, then that that's going to be a challenge because entrepreneurship is you are going to be someone that you're currently not. And that's where the uncomfortable comes in. And if you feel like imposter syndrome or who am I to be sending these emails? Am I really qualified to be offering these services? Those are all things that are going to come in because your brain is simply trying to protect you. And that's where the imposter syndrome comes in. And that's where you get to say, you know what, this, this is okay. This is okay. This is, I'm being someone new. This is normal. This happens, which also then goes into the next piece that it's really important to engage and invest in either coaches or group programs or masterminds or um, online courses, because that is where you're going to find the, the other people. Um, you're going to find that support. The other thing that I was thinking that just came to my mind is, you know, listening to podcasts or taking courses and and watching webinars, you get so many amazing pieces of nuggets of other people's journeys and stories that you get to resonate and be like, oh my gosh, they went through this too. Okay. So I'm not the only one that feels this way in this stage. Like it's, it's so comforting because then, you know, like this is part of the process. And yeah, so I just see too much planning, perfecting, and that leads to procrastination when really it needs to be about taking that action because it's going to bring that clarity. Yes, especially as women, I believe that is definitely true. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So what is your favorite memory relating to starting She Did It Her Way? 
Ooh, good question. I think my favorite, you know, my favorite memory probably, and it's a very nostalgic memory is just launching the She Did It Her Way Summit. That was really the first product that, or first um, official thing that that I did with She Did It Her Way, where I said, okay, let me try this out, see what works, what doesn't. And it was amazing. In less than three months, there were 35 women from all across the country, from 11 different states that flew to Chicago for a one day event. It was all, it was nine to five. That was it. And we had a welcome session on Friday, but it was so pure magic and it was such an innocent thing. And it was really where I was in alignment where that the decision to lead with the event really came from a place of my intuition and saying, let's do this. Let's try this. Let's have some fun. And I think that that definitely is probably one of my favorite moments because I, I met women and speakers there that are today some of the, the people that I talk to on a regular basis. And so it was just such an amazing, pure, raw, authentic moment. And um, it's really become a staple as part of our, our business model. And we've had so we've had three so far, and then our next one will be at the end of 2020 in the fall. So usually they've been in the spring, but um, just with things that are happening on our calendar, it's going to be in the fall. So I'm really, really excited for it. Mm. How do you set your mindset? Like when you need to reset your mindset, what do you do? I meditate. <laughs> I do hypnosis. I stop do like. I just say I just said I do hypnosis, but basically what I I find myself is I unplug and I take a step back from all the doing um, because I know that the way that I try to get out of the, like keeping my mind if my mind's running in circles is that I try to fill the void with doing and doing more when I actually the way that I'm wired and how I manage through that process is I actually need to do less and unplug and get centered and be and I do that through hypnosis and meditation. Um, those are the, the first two line of defenses. The next one is I will take a cat nap. I will try to rest so that my mind shuts off. You also like, if those aren't readily available, if it's not like maybe you're at work and you can't necessarily unplug and, and do those things, it's keeping perspective, right? Like sometimes we get so focused on what it is that we're doing in the moment. And we make it mean that it is life and death and it's really not. And gaining perspective on, okay, what am I doing? Is this really such a dramatic thing that I'm making it out to be? Will it be okay? Yes, it will. And so going through a series of questions so that instead of being so intently focused on that thing that I'm doing in that moment and making it mean so much, I can basically zoom out and get perspective and relieve myself of the pressure that I'm putting on myself. Mm. Thank you. So how soon into your business did you hire a coach or get help with your business? Yeah, I, let's see, I started, I would say that she did it her way officially started at the end of 2017. And then in July, I, July of 2018, I had signed up for a Tony Robbins full package. So that was really a really big investment. I mean, it was $15,000 that I made. I had enrolled in some courses leading up to that. And then then see, gosh, I feel like I'm enrolling in courses. So I still consider coaching courses are coaching too, especially if they have a coaching component to it. Yeah, courses, absolutely. I, I will like find, um, coaches that maybe I'll do a one-on-one -on -one with that dependent upon what I need in 
that moment. I will find a coach specific to that. I also have a peer mastermind that I'm in that we keep each other accountable and that we share our highs and lows with. So that's also a really great option is finding other people that you can lean on in those moments. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's always, you can never go wrong with being, I mean, you want to make sure that you're finding the right program or the right coach at the right time. And as long as you can do that, you can never go wrong with investing in yourself. Every single time I've made an investment, whether it's a coach, um, a group program or an online course, I have seen massive shifts in, in, in my business. Mm, thank you. And can you also share with us your favorite quote? Yes. So one of my favorite quotes is by Wayne Dyer. And that is when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change, which really goes back to what is it that you decide? What are you deciding to make things mean in your life? Are you going to make this quote unquote failed launch mean that you're a failure? Are you going to make it mean that it's also like, let's say um, a great example is if you make $50,000, $50,000 is $50,000. It's up to you to decide how, what you want to make that mean. Some people might be like, oh, that's not enough. I need more money. Other people might be like, they might say, oh my gosh, that's so much money. That's amazing. So really paying attention to what you're making things mean in your business, in your personal life, in the moments of life and monitoring those thoughts that you have about your life. And that's why I love the the quote from Wayne Dyer about when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change, because when you change perspective, your whole life can change. Absolutely. I agree with you wholeheartedly. So where can our listeners connect with you online, Amanda? Yes. So I would love it. If you guys enjoyed this um, interview or you want more information or you want to come say hi, I'm definitely super active on Instagram at she did it her way. I'm always in and out of my DMS chatting with people. So come on over there and then to get more information about coaching or programs and checking out the podcast, you can just head to she did it her way podcast.com. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah. Thank you. To all the beautiful souls listening, thank you for joining me on this episode of The Lucy Liu Show. When I'm not podcasting, I am coaching high-achieving women in life transitions, getting unstuck, kissing overwhelmed goodbye, and living a more joyful and fulfilled life through strategic goal-setting and mindset transformation. It would mean the world to me if you subscribe, rate, or share this with a friend. And don't forget to join me for the next episode. Remember, there is always a way and more blessings are coming your way. For free resources and show notes, head over to lucylucoaching.com. 